Predators. So today, um, on an episode of Predators, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. We're going to do a, a quick hitter on, um, like, work friends. And you yeah. think work friends, like, everybody has work friends. Work wives, everyone has work husbands, everyone has work everything. But a work friend, are they more meaningful than a regular friend or kind of less meaningful than a regular friend? And Tight acquaintances. Ooh, nice word for it. I like that, actually. That's pretty tight. Yeah, don't get too so, close, but you can feel them. There's a tension there. So, so weird thing about a work friend is that someone you probably spend more time with, but know less about than your other friends. Like it's a whole different subgroup of friend. It's not like your friend outside of work where you can grab a brew. And don't get me wrong, you can also grab a brew and become close friends with a work friend. Mm-hmm. But the work friend, as it begins and as it is and is structured, it's more of like a, hey, we gotta stay in here for eight hours. Yeah. What's up? What's up? Make some you casual the, jokes. Budweiser frogs. Yeah. Budweiser frogs. What's up? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then just as you meet them and you change jobs, they disappear. They could. Tip of a hat. Poof. Gone. Blast of a shotgun. They're gone. Poof. <laughs> <laughs> Postal joke. Postal joke. Yeah. I had to... Uh, a bunch of these when I first started working for NASA in the very beginning mm-hmm. like all the people are like minded and young and only mm-hmm. after a period of time do you realize that the company hires those people because A they're smart and they work harder than other people and also they're cheap but then you realize that the people that are like you like they could they could legitimately be your friends but then you realize that like they go other places like they just switch companies they could be you know a building away but you only see but them you're not gonna, three months. That's a weird thing. So, like, the people in your cubicle, in your office building, on your floor are kind of the most important people to who your work friends and everything yeah. become. It's your exposure to them. Logistically, 100%. Yeah. What's the uh, the old adage? Uh, proximity is everything? Something like that. I've never heard of that. Something one. like that. Anyway, proximity is everything. Um, it helps with your relationships, like what you do, and it, it's very important because it's your day to day. Like the people you see on the first floor, you have to share the bathroom with, or you have to share the fridge with, or you have to race to the bathroom or race to the pretzels. Like that's that's your every day. That's your drama. That's your friendship. That's your. It's kind of your everything, and it's huge and it's big. But also, it's work. We hate work. We ignore it as soon as the day is over. And then we go to our real friends, right? Is that how it works? Yeah, if you have real friends. Well, if you have real friends. <laughs> we're going to assume anyone watching this podcast might not have real friends. Yeah. So maybe work friends are all they have. So there's a weird realization that happens. One of my friends is getting married in like a few months. And I started looking at like who his groomsmen were. And like mm-hmm. I know the best man, and then the first groomsman, and then the second one, like I was like, I think I met that guy, and then the third one, I was like, I've never met that guy ever, and I like, I, th- I thought he was my friend, oh. and I thought I would have been like, oh, I would have collided with these people, but I like I, I look back and I go like, could it be work related? It's definitely after a work you? friend. I don't after you though. After me, after being friends. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Because it's like, I spent, probably out of all the people that I've had work friends with, I spent most of the time with, like, this other work friend. Like, the most, the most 
uh, gravitational work, work friend. Friendliest. Yeah. Sure. The biggest work friend. Your yeah. biggest work friend. Hardest work friend who, of them all. Who also is your real life friend if you're yeah. going into the wedding stuff. Places, That's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. Sure. And it's just it's just strange that you think like there's there's worlds that collide and then some pieces aren't like you're not there. Like you're you're just in the shadow of like moons and other planets and we, stuff. So you're not You miss busy. pieces. Yeah. It's so weird because you're a work friend, so you don't know certain like you didn't go to high school with him or anything, right? Nope. Did you go to college or anything with him? Nope. Nope. Yeah, Terrible. so exactly. Like it's so weird, like that someone comes with that history and you can't know them for twenty two years. There's twenty two years of history to a person when you meet them at work. Like they bring that with them. Like they'll tell you a joke about whatever or um share their whatever the hell they got at lunch. They don't do that anymore, COVID. But um, maybe they'll share fries. Maybe like, yo, I'm grabbing something at the store. Do you need anything? Or I don't know. Like um, you meet them on your smoke break. People, oh, that's my smoke break friend. Like you run into all these little tiny subsets of groups and things that you're not really part of the big picture of them. Yeah. And it's weird to think of that because, I don't know, because that's eight hours a day. Again, you're, it is a big part. It's a little part, but it's also a big part. It's also know. a weird like reflection thing that happens of like, was I really that like greater friend to him? So you wonder like, huh. oh maybe like I thought I was like number three friend or number four friend, and then uh-huh. it's like maybe I'm like number six or seven. Like how many well, friends does he really have? You don't have? know, right? And you don't know what's going on in his home life, I guess. But do these? I feel like these friends, these type of shallow friends. They happen way more often as you get older. Just because you have so many things that drive a wedge into, like, just hanging out for a weekend. Like, you can't crash at a guy's place and be like, oh, let's do whatever for, like, oh, you wake up and you're just like, oh, let's just continue what we're doing. Just, like, let's grab, like, breakfast or something. Like, you have responsibilities. You get older. You're just like, oh, I got to go. Like, oh, whatever. My family. My fam. I 100% agree. I also think it's of note that no matter what you do, if you've been alive for 30 years plus, anytime you spend one year with someone, that's like one thirtieth of your life. It's not a long time. Like, uh, just from a, a, a data standpoint. Yeah. Yes, correct. Your perspective. You can never, they can never be your best friend and your real life friend because like you've been alive too long. <laughs> and this is such a small period of time. Like over years, sure, that can all change, develop, blah, 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 blah. Like, do you know there are people who have like the same job for 25 years, 30 years? Gross. And then the retirement party comes and like some of these people they work with are like, imagine that feeling where like you're retiring, you're done your job, you're going to leave, you're doing this. Well, what if you even got a great gift? Like it's still weird because that person that you worked next to like five days a week and everything, like... Yo, you're my best friend. Good good job retiring. Good job retiring. And then you retire? Do you, do you even talk to that person? Like, what happens? I have no idea. You and I did the same thing, though. We worked for the same company for 10 years, and then we rapidly switched companies twice. It feels really weird when you put yourself into something, and then, like, what you come away with it, you don't feel like you actually... Like, you brought experiences and knowledge and all this other mm-hmm. crap with you, but... Really, like, the takeaway of it is that I drive by that place and I feel, like, nothing towards it. I look at the building and I go, like, I was there 
for a period of time. Well, check this. If you went to your floor and went to where your old desk was or whatever, how much is different? A, the person there, clearly. Are all the people around it probably different as well? By now? Probably like half of them are different. Different cliques. And then... Different group of kids talking on the, in front of your spot. Do you think they have different coffee? Do you think they use different trash bags? Different UPS guy? Do you think like all this stuff is different? So that it's so different that it's... It's like going back to your old house that yeah. you grew up in. Ring it's the doorbell. Gone. You're like, hey, can I look around? And <laughs> I used to live here. I just want to sniff around. I left something in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> Large sum of money. Yes. Would you like to come down with me? Yeah. So I don't know. It's well, we're we're downplaying it, but I will say this. How about the other way? Do you know there's um. As a delivery person who, like, I don't just deal with my company. I, I go to other companies and I would deliver to them. Mm-hmm. I would deal with, you know, churches, uh, bars, restaurants, whatever. And when you go and the same people work there for a dozen years, and I work at my company for a dozen years, I'm estimating, but <clears throat> you develop a relationship between that that's not a real-life relationship. I would never hang out with so-and-so from Turney's Tavern. I would never... First Presbyterian church guy, I've never seen him outside of work. Maybe once at like a who knows what. And I said his name and gave him a high five or something. But they're not your friend in real life. No. I don't call them. I don't text them. But I've had this happen. So because most of my customers or our customer base was black men in their 50s and 60s, a lot of them die. And the weirdest feeling in the world is when I know that like – Maurice from Little Spot 2 died. You don't know him. I barely knew him, but he would come into my store and give me shit every day. He would say, is that what I said, motherfucker? And he would yell at me, and he would always give me the hardest time in the world because he knew it made me nervous because I was like uh-huh. 19 or 20 at the time. And then my dad would literally like, he's going to go back and get it. And I'd be like, I think I got it all. I think I got it all. And he would scream at me and yell at me. And eventually, like six years into this whole routine between me and Maurice, I got it. You're messing with me, dude. He was a heavy set, uh, older black guy, and he just he gave me shit every time. But <laughs> he had a heart problem, and uh, I would always carry stuff out to his car and everything. And he would still give me shit and everything. But uh, we always he would say, "Oh, you all right? You all right?" Like you know what I mean. And I heard like a month after not seeing him that he died, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like I never. Knew. I never got to say goodbye to him. He's someone who will be a character in my brain for the rest of my life. And there are other people like that who I was delivering to a church. There's a guy who I would tell stories with and he would tell me stories back and like he died. And I was like, Jesus Christ, it's depressing. And then you go to other jobs and you have, you have a guy you always run into or a guy at the water cooler you always meet. And he's the funniest dude. And he's like, oh, I just got another job. And you're like, OK, that's good on you, man. I always thought you wanted it. And he's like, it's in Oregon. And you're like, we're not friends in real life. I don't care. Like, go, dude. Go to Oregon. And what if that's the last time you talk to him? Like, hmm. because you're not going to – what if you don't, you're not text friends? Like, you're not – are you going to email a guy? Hey, what's up in Oregon? Like, I don't do that. But I'll miss meeting him at the water cooler and telling stories pretty much every day. There's something like – real that you lose with these people, these day-to-day people, where, yeah, I'm going to say they're shallow friends, but also they're, I don't know, what, what about your mailman of like 10 years or 15 years? 
if they die or change jobs, like that's, I don't know. There's definitely something different about it. In certain jobs, there's a clash of people that you wouldn't put in your in your clique, in your sphere of friends. And sometimes that yeah. external person is the one that like triggers other people to react to them. And there's a like watching people battle is amusing. Because there's some people that are just like blatantly idiotic, and then someone just like re- rebukes them, and you're sitting there like, this is this is Whoa, absurd. Like, yeah, wild. they're going at it. But you wouldn't have that in a group of friends if you're just like you might interact with other people outside your group. But if you're like with a group in your own house, like you're not going to get that. You're going to get a different type of like interplay between people. And and the interplay is going to be more not controlled but more predictable because it's yes. the people you pick, it's the people you hang out with, the people you're at work. It's like people from different areas and like total different walks of life sometimes. Where you're like, I would never hang out with a pagan motorcycle guy who happens to like wear that mustache that way and he what he does the oh my god he does the trash and recycling for the plant like oh my god like but then you throw all these people together these forced friends these shallow friends and i like to call them forced friends i'm changing the name they're forced friends and it's funny because sometimes they stick and they will literally affect your life in ways you don't even know and you you couldn't tell me if he had two or three kids you couldn't tell me where he grew up, but like you know the way he tells a certain joke, you know the way he jingles his keys when he's opening the friggin' door, like you know he always leaves his toast in the break room or some shit like that. Like there's little idiosyncrasies about these people that are so real and so like awesome, but like they're not your real friends. But then there's there's also ones where you pretend to be friendly with people. You want to be friends. You want to like, hey, here's my olive branch. No, I don't really hang out. I'm just saying we should sometime. No, I don't really want to meet there. I'm busy, but we should sometime. And like, we should do lunch. We should meet up. And there's those people. And then you never really do anything with them. And they change jobs. And you hear about them six years later. And you're like, oh, yeah, he was all right. So it's, why, it's why are they play. predators? They leave, they leave some the of them scar. are. Some of them are. Some aren't. And I think that's Fake a good friends, way to put it. Kind of. Some of them are. I don't know. They force it because they, I guess, if you're at work and you need to make things better, it's better to, like, have someone in your corner. Some people don't have that in their corner. Or maybe they just, like, I don't know. They they come and go and you don't realize the impact they have on you. And you never say it and you never get to say it. Maybe it's like you never get to no, share No, could anything. you? It would be yeah. so weird. Wouldn't it be weird if you said, man, hey, if you disappeared hey bro, tomorrow, that I love would you. be the weirdest yeah. thing ever. <laughs> I love you. I love you, man. Okay. In like a cubicle here's, of like thirty people. <laughs> here's your, here's here's the Geico paperwork. Can you guys sign off on this, and we'll be back later. Or Thanks, wearing bro. your khakis. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I guess they're. It's not predators in a sense that they're gonna prey on you. They're predators in the sense that you don't know which ones are important, which ones you'll miss which ones are wasting your time and which ones you'll never hear from again. Then why play favorites? I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Well, be careful of them guys. Identify them. What was the last part of our episode? We always say identify them and make sure to avoid situations where they're going to ruin your life. (laughs) And also this is what they look like. (laughs) Everyone. So there you go. We're all predators. Even this. 
How often do you think we're the fake friend or whatever? I don't know. I'm too nice. I feel like I can't tell people that they're awful. <laughs> so you're the fake friend, dude. A little bit. I'm a predator. You're a predator. There's probably people at all my old jobs who tell crazy stories about shit I did. It's all legit, guys. And I'm getting crazier as I get older. Thanks for joining us. Tune in for another episode of Predators. Um, what I'd like to say to wrap it up is... Predators. Predators.